we bring to you best-selling author, digital content creator, social media influencer, and anti-bullying activist, and she's only 16 years old. What? Carrie Burke. Carrie, welcome to the neighborhood. We are so happy to have you here with us. Thank you. I'm so excited. So you started writing your first book series, The Cupcake <laughs> Club, yes. when you were in second grade. I mean, yep. how did this happen? So I was eight years old in second grade at the time, and my teacher was teaching me about realistic fiction in school. And my mom is a writer, so I grew up watching her type away at her computer always. And as soon as I learned about realistic fiction, I discovered that I also had my own passion for writing. So as a little kid who loved cupcakes, I wrote cupcake reviews all the time. I wrote a book proposal in school, just one little paragraph about these four girls who are bullied at school because of their differences, but they start a cupcake club and that's their way that they combat bullying at their school. And by thriving, they show other people that the bullying doesn't matter to them. So I showed my mom this idea at eight years old and she said that, oh, this is so cute, but you know, you're only eight. You can't really get a book published at eight. And I begged her to send it to her book agent and she did. We were actually on a Disney cruise when she got the call from the book agent saying that three different publishers wanted to do a mother-daughter book series. So that's incredible. It, it was crazy. And I had no idea at the time that it would turn into a 12 book series. So just sort of a whirlwind. All of that. Yeah. You've already written 12 books. 21, 21. actually. 21. Oh, that's yeah. just the series. That's right. So 21 <laughs> yeah. books. Yeah. Wow unreal what are we doing absolutely unreal i know but i think it's incredible <laughs> that you started at such a young age Thank and you. started building and growing and but like when they actually came out mm -hmm. what was it like for you you know you had this life you were in you're in school yeah were people mean supportive did yeah. they know about it did they care about it like walk us through all of so it so when i was eight obviously that was a new world for me going on the roof of my school, I remember I was shooting photos for the Daily News and all these different press outlets. So it was kind of crazy at the time. I wasn't really exposed to the world. And people at school were supportive. I Honestly, I, I don't think they cared that much. They were in their own lane and I was in my own lane. And sure. that still, I, I guess that still holds to this day too. I mean, people always ask me if I go to school and people are like starstruck or if they're mean. I, I just feel like they don't care. I, I go to school, I do my thing, I do my studies, and then I go out of school. My mom was saying that I live a Hannah Montana life. Yeah. Seriously. I'm like a student by day, a pop star by night, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I haven't really been bullied for doing what I do. I guess the bullying stems from my sense of style mostly. And yeah, I guess if you want to get into that. Yeah, yeah, we definitely um, do. I mean, I, I definitely experienced like a some bullying when I was younger and yeah. I still carry some of those scars today yeah and what's amazing to me is that you've done a really good job of channeling something that could be incredibly painful into something really productive and proactive and inspirational and helpful to other people thank you yeah which is awesome what would you say to somebody who is in the middle of a situation right now where they're being bullied yeah so when when I was first bullied I as I was saying I was bullied for my style so people would tell me that my clothes were too bold. My glitter sneakers were too loud. Things like and that. And this was more like this was middle school. Middle school. I went through it in middle school. Yeah. I remember middle school being like this was the toughest time for me. Mostly middle school still happens today, although I don't care as much. I've learned to mm -hmm. rise above it. So my tip, my tips for people who do want to rise above it or are in the thick of the bullying right now 
I have a few tips. So the first tip is to <laughs> surround yourself with people that support you. Don't let the bullies get to you. Find a support system. Find your tribe, I like to say. Mm-hmm. So whether that's your parents who support you or it's that one friend that understands your interests. So that's number one. Number two is to just be unapologetically you. To always be yourself. Don't change to fit in with other people. And yeah what was my number three I don't even know (laughs) but yeah just no my main tip is just to be yourself you shouldn't change for the bullies um just keep doing you because one day they'll look back at what you're doing and say oh wow I wish I was nicer to her because look at her look at him thriving now yeah it's interesting I feel like I lost a few years of my life where I could have been growing and doing some really amazing things Mm -hmm. because I shut down yeah and I tried to be like everybody else and so I put all that aside Mm-hmm. which is, you know, terrible to think about in hindsight. And you just kind of have stepped into your own at such a young age. And something that was also really important for me, I guess this is my number three, is that I never fought back against the bullies. Revenge is never the answer. So just maintaining that, maintaining your pride, I guess, by still being kind to others. But where did you channel it? Like, it, did you, it, I mean, sometimes I, I know if there's people that, have issues with you mm-hmm. that they're talking about you on social media where do i do you, channel my yeah, pain where do you yeah, where do you voice it do you come right do you cry in the writing in my writing i mean my writing is my therapy that's all of my books i mean i don't write nonfiction. i don't really say my stories exactly how they happen but the emotions behind the words especially in my newest book ask emma mm. where emma's cyber bullied i was cyber bullied i still am cyber bullied all the time having a large social media presence. So I channel those emotions through Emma and that's really my way of dealing with it. Understood. So bullying is such yeah. a big deal right now. I mean, oh, I, yeah. it's, I think anybody who puts anything out and mm-hmm. is open about anything at any point, somebody's going to have something to say about it. And mm-hmm. then it also becomes something so much more surface level than that too. It's not even about your opinion. It's about anything anyone can pick apart. How yeah. do you handle those cyber bullies? What do you... Yeah, you delete and you block them. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Point blank, you're just you delete. You delete and block them. I get them every day, all day, every day. Leave them into message requests yeah. and <laughs> let it go. I mean, sometimes it's hard to ignore them. I get that. I, I don't think it's realistic to say to ignore the bullies because it's, it's hard and it's not possible. So just, again, it, trying to surround yourself with people who are kind to you and who lift you up instead. And who is your tribe? Like, who would you say? Who's my tribe? Yes. Well, besides my mom and my family who are always there to support me, I have a close-knit group of friends that are just always there that I can rant to and I can text when something's bothering me or when something exciting happens to me. So uh, one of my good friends, Ariel, told me that you should always keep your circle tight and never let anyone into your close circle. So I have a close circle of three friends or so or four really close friends that I can really trust. That is very good advice. I do. I, I feel like you just evolve and you grow and you see. But as long as they're supportive to you, that's that's what matters most, really. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, if one of these things that somebody writes hits you really hard. Yeah. How do you bounce back from that? Where do you get this sense of confidence from? Where does it come from? Uh, well, besides writing, I guess I whenever something bad happens to me or guess or something sad, I just sit home at my computer and I write. I write about anything. I write about what happened to me. I'll close my door. My mom will try and come in and try and console me and, you know, like pat me on the head. Then I'll tell her just like, I love you. I appreciate it. But I just need to write. And I'll sit in my room and I'll write for an hour and then I'll feel better. It's 
crazy. Do you know that when I was so going through middle school, don't start me. <laughs> I, I, you know, when going through these troubled times too, my mom, Babs Levine, mm-hmm. she had me carry a journal and she had me carry something where if anything, if anyone said anything badly or like hurt my feelings mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, maybe ignored me, she had me write it down. And then at the end of the school day, we would, we would talk about it and That's say, amazing. you know, what, what did you write down? So it's, I, I love that you say that writing is your form of therapy. Mm-hmm. And then my girlfriends would eventually read it and be like, what is she writing down in the notebook? I was like, <laughs> like <laughs> they I had to this by <laughs> I don't even know, but they had to know they yeah. had, they were like, Oh, Brit's notebook. What's going on in there? So, have to know too you would, de- <laughs> definitely you would definitely try house. to steal it and like <laughs> go Not look even it I, I think that's yeah. awesome I think that's really great and just blocking it all out and centering and focusing yep doing something to distract yourself while still you know having a sense of closure with what happened that's probably the most important part right is processing what happened to you right. so that you know where to put it mm-hmm. you understand it on a deep level and then you're able to move forward right so, okay, speaking of social media, we obviously, we need help. We really <laughs> need help. We have our own separate pages and things are going there. But just in terms of Be My Neighbor, talk to us about how you grew your following mm-hmm. and where you started with it, like how it started with for you and, and if you like it. Like we want to know all the things. Oh, my gosh. Well, first and foremost, I love it. Uh, we'll start do. there okay I love social media I think social media is the future it's the way everything is going you can get your news on social media now which is crazy the magazine industry is evolving and you can get your all your entertainment news on social media so from that front I love social media I started growing my social media following really in December of 2017 when I launched Carrie's Chronicles my style empowerment website because I wanted a platform where I could really project that style empowerment message so now I post all these images in front of Instagramable backgrounds in the city in these crazy outfits I like to call myself a style chameleon so Mm -hmm. I'll try all these different things and yeah I'll just post all these images and the response was amazing and I was shocked to see how fast it grew when I was just being authentically me on social media so I don't really use it anymore for you know posting photos with friends as much it's just to inspire people and empower others. So my going back to your original question, my tip for people who want to grow their social media following is to develop your brand, know who you are and find your niche because my niche is style empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it can be anything. It could be fitness. It can be food. So yeah, anything you want because people are going to look forward to seeing consistent content over a course of time. Consistent content. (laughs) How often do you post? Yes. Once a day. Once a day. Once okay. A day. Not like five times. No. Okay. Oh, no. I mean, I post a lot of Instagram stories in a day. Mm-hmm. So people like to see what you're up to throughout the course of the day. Got it. But yeah, be consistent. Be consistent with the time you post because people will look forward to your post every day then. Um, I'm getting into TikTok now and I find out that, oh, you're into TikTok? I like to watch them. Yeah. Oh. Yep. I'm, a, I'm 95. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to work my own Instagram. <laughs> oh my God. She has just, you know, she has grown her, she, she doesn't like even to post, to be honest with you. And when she does, it's like a gazillion people, a gazillion comments. Everyone wants to see her, but she's just, she doesn't love to do it. I don't know. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. But the thing with TikTok is it's just so fun. That's, it is so fun. I mean, you don't have to worry too much about what goes into your content. 
But what I was saying is you do have to have a consistent time on TikTok because it's mostly kids on TikTok, actually. And you can't post at, you know, 2 p.m. because everyone's in school. Right. And your TikTok will flop. So it has to be around dinner time, I found. Okay. Five o'clock, six o'clock. After school. Yeah. Like. After school, yeah. The weekends are the best, really, to post TikToks, but I can't wait all week, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do they stay? Do they live on TikTok? The kids? No, the, oh, <laughs> do the children live on they TikTok. Do no, do, they they videos, do. <laughs> the, do the videos stay there? Is it like Instagram where they yeah. stay? Okay. Yeah, okay. they stay. And they're so fun to look back on, too. Can and we do one TikTok today? Oh, my gosh, yes. We have to do one. Okay. Okay, fine. Can I pick the song? Can it be a One Tree Hill song? Absolutely. Okay, we'll go viral. Yes, <laughs> done. Let's make mean, it a thing. I have no idea what the One Tree Hill songs are, so you really I need to. I don't want to be anything. Oh, yeah, okay, now I know. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. That's like All right, cool, we'll do it. And do you just like... I'm not going to even respond. We'll just do, we'll take, we'll take your creative. lead and go. Who's 95 Shut now, Shut the Brittany. fuck up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Oh my God. Okay. No, I mean, it's, I, I'm learning all this <laughs> stuff too. And I have all my family members and we're doing it and it's fine. I just normally use it for work stuff, but I see what you're doing in the terms of style empowerment, mm-hmm. really focusing on those different outfits. Now, in terms of how do you manage it with school and how do you manage mm-hmm. it with setting aside that time to do your photos, all of it. I honestly don't know how I do it. <laughs> I don't. It's crazy. I, I mean, I just fit things in into the nooks and crannies of my life. I was doing my English homework on the way here. I brought my Shakespeare in the car and I was annotating my Shakespeare. I'm Stop here it. for that. <laughs> yes. Now that is my kind of fun. That's for I jam. will sit and do that all day long. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So just fitting it in wherever I can. Um, yeah. I mean, I love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world, even though it gets crazy sometimes. I love it. I live off of that. I hate being bored. That's the thing, too. You have to have that, that drive and that power to keep mm-hmm. going and doing it. But after school, are you, it's like, does time shut off? Are you, are you into Carrie's Chronicles? Do you kind of segment your time that way? Or is it, I'm going to schedule, I'm going to do all my outfits mm-hmm. at this time, this day. A lot of people ask those questions about, yeah. how do I prioritize? How do I put fit it all in, mm-hmm. you know? It depends. I mean, trying to get into college obviously homework is my first priority so I'll go home and I'll do my homework once I'm done I'll work on Carrie's Chronicles or you know most of my shooting happens over the weekend my shooting my clothes or I'll go to an event during the week and I'll get an outfit shot there on a carpet or something so it depends on the week I mean this week is particularly crazy with events and everything (laughs) I I think I've had four I'm gonna have had four in the past like two or three days so Yeah, just really fitting it in. I, I write Carrie's Chronicles on my phone all the time. You write it on your phone? On my phone, in my notes. I just interviewed someone from The Bachelor. I was typing it up in my notes on the way to an event last night. See, and I finished it. Uh, why I think that you have to be so formal, I have no idea. Like, you have to sit there <laughs> with your computer, and here you are, you're typing it up on your phone. Yeah. You're getting it done. You're doing your homework. Like, maybe just have to just let the guard down, make I it mean, work. I mean, I hate saying you force the writing out, but... I, I kind of force it out of myself. I say like, come on, Carrie, like you can do it. You know what you're going to, you know what you're going to write about. You have to get this done eventually. And then I'll just close my eyes and I'll think and the inspiration will come. It does. Do you have like a planoli or do you plan out anything? A what? What is it? Planoli? Planoli. No, I don't, but I've heard of it. Okay. What, what is to that? To plan your feet, right? You plan your feet. This is like a thing. Everybody's talking about this, that you, you, to help very, very busy, you know, and, and I'm talking, these uh-huh. are, these are, 
you know, people that you've been on shows with as well, they have to plan out everything and, or they right. have teams managing all their stuff too. So they go on, they look at it. Some of our guests, Nicole, people uh, have these yeah, things yeah, yeah. that, you know, really segment because their time is just so limited with mm-hmm. everything else that they're doing. Or maybe they're a mom of whatever and they've right. got a family or, you know, it just depends on what they do. But so you don't do that. I don't use okay. Planoly. I mean, you can kind of see your grid and your camera roll anyway. Right. So I don't know. I don't, if my feed goes you know, off the grid for a bit, it's, it's fine. I just use the same filter on all my photos on Lightroom. That's so what we're going to ask. Yeah. That's, that yeah. was the next Adobe question. Lightroom. Adobe okay. Lightroom. I use filters. I have a preset on Lightroom and I just put it on every photo. That's you your have go-to. A color pattern that you like to stick, uh, like palette that you like to stick with? I used to. Now it's too hard. Yeah. I don't, sometimes when you filter a photo, it changes the color of the outfit. And when I'm promoting a brand that, that doesn't work. So, right. you know, it's, I use a filter that looks nice on every photo and it, the feed looks nice and curated. So when you're on Ooh. a deadline for a book, yes. Do you ever feel stressed out? Um, no, not yeah. really. That's one thing that we're noticing here is you're, is you're very calm. You're very, it's like, and I'm <laughs> well, sure. I'm tired, but okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> there's that going for me. I'm yeah. usually running around like crazy, but f- uh, to your question, I mean, I have my mom, we do it together. So, you know, she'll take, we'll take our turns doing things. So, nice. you know, she'll type up a chapter, we'll print it out and I'll edit it. And I, I take a red pen and I mark through it. Yeah. And yeah, she always hates me. So you're old school so too. Edits. Look at that. That's old school. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I love it. I've been doing that since I was eight. It's just so fun. It's satisfying <laughs> too, right? To actually do it yourself. Well, for me, it. not, not for, for her. Mom. She's not like, for nope, her. nope. <laughs> mom, do you ever get stressed out? Yes, because she's vicious. Yes, because she's vicious. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. The truth comes out. No. Yep. I'm a tough editor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did you all, so obviously, uh, you know, second grade, but did, did you just always see your mom and know that it, like writing was a part of you, that you wanted to put your story to paper? Is that sort yeah. of where this began? For as began? long as I can remember. I mean, I always say I have the worst memory, but you know, since I was eight, I always remember watching my mom write. She's a ghostwriter. So I'd remember like she'd be up really late at night working on books for people and I'd be like go to sleep and she's like no I'm in the zone and now I say the same thing so it's so funny I've I've adopted some of the same you know techniques as her people in my English class are like wow you're such a great writer where do you get it from and I was like my mom I I learned it all from my mom pass it down and you don't ever suffer from writer's block or oh I do of course Okay. Of course, but I'm not the kind of person to step away. Like they always say, step away, take a walk yeah. or something like that. I mean, take a walk. That's Kevin's favorite line. Take a take walk. A walk. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll do two things. I'll either, you know, close my eyes a second and I'll let it come to me or I'll take a soul cycle class and yeah. I'll go out and I'll literally leave the class and it'll be like, you know, something crazy happened. Literally the other day I couldn't figure out my math homework. I went into Soul Cycle. I leave Soul Cycle like it's done, and I check my phone. I get an email saying, "Oh, that math homework is the wrong homework. It was too hard." Soul Cycle has some magic it's to magic. it. It's magic that yeah. just like fixes all problems. We were talking yeah. about where ideas come, like mm-hmm. how your ideas come in the shower. Yes, I think a lot of me times, too. Yes, and we were talking about why that is, and I think with Soul Cycle as well, it's you shut down your brain for a second. You're fully yes. focused on something just physical. 
and then you give yourself space for the idea to kind of come up yeah. and rise up in that. What happens for me, I usually get it in my sleep. I come up with ideas in my sleep. I'll wake up to pee in the middle of the night and then I'll sit back on my bed and I'll say, wait, I have an idea. And I'll write it in the notes on my phone and then I'll read it in the morning. And I was like, wow, how did I think of that? I would have never thought of that when I was awake. I keep I, I keep a notebook by the bed. Yeah. Because I wake up in the middle of the night and I get ideas. It's a thing. And I have to Same. put them down. Yeah. We both do that. It's just, but for some reason, I, I yeah, you have to just get them down and or I'll wake up and it's like you're in the best sleep. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but you have to get up and I write know. this idea yeah. down. Oh, and then I'm you can't leave it again. You know, I put my phone on night mode because if I don't do that, I'll be on my phone forever in the middle of the night. So you can open an app for one minute and write. And then it'll be done. Like you can open your notes for smart. one minute. That's smart. Oh yeah. yeah. Or I'll go on Instagram for one minute and then it'll say, sorry, you're blocked. That's a great, I need, great, to, do I need to do that. That drives I, me crazy. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you're like, I got to go to I bed. To I need to it. get my sleep. Yeah. It just locks all your apps. It's, I don't know. It's been helping lately. Get more sleep. Okay, this is great. We're getting some really great advice from Karen. And Kevin. I'm, I'm literally like <laughs> gonna text you all the time for oh what God, should please. I do next, Carrie? Yes. <laughs> Carrie, I don't know what to do. I actually do really love that you don't that you stay in it when you're feeling blocked. I do think there's something about that too, about pushing through it and just kind of putting pen to paper and continuing yeah. to go and letting what rise, you know, rise. I'm always that kind of person, you know, pushing through adversity like that in the moment, even in soul cycle too. I mean, you could probably attest to that as a soul cycle instructor. Like when it hurts, you push through it and yeah. you keep going in the moment. Cause you, I mean, you will regret it later, I guess. For me, I always think about, you know, there was a podcast I'd listened to about resistance mm -hmm. and resistance. They talk about it being a force of nature. So it's not something that we have to feel guilty about. So if you want something, if you have a big idea, a big dream, a big goal, inevitably it is going to be met with resistance mm -hmm. no matter what. And also I always think about resistance shows up in my life consistently when I'm growing, when I'm about to take the next step, when something's about to change, when I'm about to shed some old skin or step into something new, that's when the resistance is there. Instead of getting disappointed by it lately, I've kind of let it really excite me because mm -hmm. I'm like, something's on the other side of this. I don't know what it is yet, but something has yeah. to be on the other side of this. Yeah. Resistance. That's Resistance. Yeah. Best is. part of Soul Cycle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It really is. It really is. Right. So switching gears a little bit, we want to know you are 16, but you have a maturity about you. It exudes, you know, it's mm -hmm. you're very calm too. And we want to know if that's a if, if it's hard setting an example for other young girls. If it's ever, you know, if you ever just want to kind of switch it off and, and not be that person, if you could kind of talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. And setting that example. I, I've had to set an example again from a young age, so it's kind of come natural to me now. I, I just do my thing and hope and pray that people get empowered and inspired by it. But I do make time for myself to, you know, relax again, going to soul cycle, working out is a huge form of therapy for me. Even though writing is my work, that's, I also enjoy it so much and I do it for fun. Carrie's Chronicles is my form of fun. That's also, you know, my professional platform. So yeah, I, I love it. it. It gets tiring at times, but just finding times to yourself to do things that you enjoy. The energy always comes when it's something that's really in line with who you are and your mm -hmm. authenticity and what you're creating in your time here. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that are that you are passionate about yeah. too. If it's passion, it's a passion that you're doing and putting forward, mm-hmm. it's gonna show, which obviously right. it has for you. But I mean, you do you ever worry like we say that thank God. Oh, thank God. Thank <laughs> God social media wasn't around for some of our <laughs> growing up colleges. We, I would not have a job. Yeah, either would I. Either would I, because it oh would be gosh. a yeah. We were we were not we, we, we were good wild now. Children. We were wild <laughs> people. But like somehow we grew up. You're mature. Yeah. You are at the maturity level now that we are. Oh my god. <laughs> correct. Exactly correct. So we're saying we both wouldn't have jobs. But do you ever want to say like you know what? For one second, I just want to just I want to switch it off and just be a little normal mode. Or you're okay right with everything that's going on. I love it. I get such a thrill from it. I mean. This is this has become my normal going to like events every week and like walking a carpet. I live for it. I love it. I mean, I'd rather I hate being home, just, you know, sitting home and watching TV forever. It's not fun for me. I mean, obviously, I go to an event and then I come home and I sit on the couch. But like, you know, I I love it. I love being out and about doing things and promoting my brand. So it's a part of you. Truly mini Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. <gasps> Thank you. I love her. I was named after her. So <laughs> do you have plans for college? You were talking about you're applying for colleges now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm applying to college. I hope to stay in the city. So. You do. I love the city so much. I don't want to leave. <laughs> and then where do you see yourself in five years? What's the big dream, the big goal for you? To be the editor in chief of Vogue. Wow. <laughs> That's okay. the dream dream to take Anna Wintour's place if or when she retires. I don't know if she's ever going to retire because she's just such a queen. I, and knowing you and just after meeting you just today, I, I really do think we will be seeing I you. Do too. So. I hope so. It's just the waiting game. You know, yeah. I'm still young. Still, have some, I have to go to college first. So, yeah, I like that. I really do admire that you are doing that. Because I know yeah. a lot of people that would skip those steps mm-hmm. and doing all that you're doing right now or maybe take on different deals. But I truly believe education is so important. Yeah. And having that experience, too, just for yourself is so important. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're doing it. I think it's yeah. a great thing. And I'm sure do you ever like in your mind struggle like maybe I could miss this or was this something always that you wanted to do, too? I mean, obviously, you know, everyone's like, oh, school stinks. I don't like being in school. I like going being out and about. I truly believe I can't say I'm a journalist or market myself as a journalist without a degree. So, you know, so it's smart. just four more years and then, <laughs> then don't I'll be free. R- don't rush it. I'm telling <laughs> yes, you, don't rush best. it. But why? I have to. There's so <laughs> many things that you're going to learn in the classroom, outside the classroom that, that are just going to be so valuable to you for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. And you did all of your stuff too. I mean, Bevan, just yeah. all your show stuff was yeah. before school. And then you went back to school. I was in college. in college. And then you went to grad school even after, after that. After one trip. To wow. perf- like hone in on her craft even more, mm-hmm. you know. So to go back too, it just it goes to so- show you. And some of those better years of yours were spent in Savannah. They were. They were good years. <laughs> I would stay in school forever if I could. That's the thing. Me too. That's wow. I'm telling you. It, no matter God what, bless your heart. New York, everything, <laughs> TV, all the great stuff. But college yeah. for me was it was a time, and I was out in the in the Midwest oh. and mm-hmm, Miami of Ohio. Fun times. Great time. There's just something so special about a dedicated time in your life where you're just focused on learning. That's never ever ever going to happen again. Mm-hmm. You're going to have other things. Go- I mean, maybe and you're some still going to have your stuff if, if you're in school here for yeah. sure. But agree. It's a different kind of yeah. focus. Like you get to really just focus on 
growing and taking any class you want to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can do anything. Are you yeah. going to study writing? Obviously, I'm going to yeah. study journalism, journalism and fashion. A minor in fashion, so learning about fashion design, history of women's magazines. So it's right like up that. my alley. Very yeah, cool. very very cool. Yeah, that's all very exciting. So it, b- before we wrap up, we just want to know what's coming up next for you. You know, anything you want to talk about? Anything that's coming out that we don't know about already? Uh-huh. Tell our neighbors a little bit about it. Well, still working on Ask Emma, obviously. So stay tuned for more books coming up. And also, I joined a few tours. So I can continue to grow my brand and grow my platform. Um, The next one, I'm going actually this weekend to Cash and Maverick in New Jersey, a new tour. So meeting a bunch of supporters there. And then Social Bash Live Tour with a bunch of other social media influencers in Chicago in January. Amazing. So yeah, just a bunch of tours. Spreading that Coming good up. message. Yep, spreading anti-bullying. the love to people my age or people who are younger than me. It's just a great audience shows up always to these tours. As as someone who wrote, you know, children's books, the eight to twelve audience is right in that target audience, all these kids who are going. Well, they are so lucky to have you as thank an you. idol and someone to look up to. You're doing amazing work. Um, I'm inspired, so thank you. Thank you. 